Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Sarah, please tell me that Jared Carlin has included questions on social studies today that are polling our audience about their favorite Ben Folds uh, solo songs or favorite P.D. Pablo songs. We're saving that one for tomorrow. We don't want to use all the good questions up all at once. Gotcha. but we, we will get to Ben Folds and Ben Folds 5 for those who care. Uh, hi, Dave Burns. All right. Welcome into Social Studies, everyone. <laughs> Burnsy flaunting his framed Burnsy. Ben Folds oh, yeah. poster on Twitter earlier. Yes. Today. Tweeting us back with the photo. A poster? Yeah. On his wall, framed and all that. Yeah. He's serious. Wow. I asked if he had a P.D. Pablo poster. He says no. <laughs> I say not yet. <laughs> we'll get him there. Get them there. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, let's do social studies, everyone. Find us on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. The questions go up there every single morning, and that is where I pull my favorite answers from. So answer so you can be one of my favorite answers. How does that sound? Uh, let's start with the Phoenix Suns today. Uh, they now have won five straight games. They beat the Kings last night, 109-104 in Sacramento, but... Heading into the fourth quarter, they had a 22-point lead. The Suns did. So Mm -hmm. it should not have just been a five-point win. Guys, what most concerns you of these four options about the Suns so far this season? What is most concerning to you? Is it their up-and-down play or their and their issues closing games? Is it DeAndre Ayton's lingering uh, leg contusion? Is it off-court distractions, the investigation that has officially been launched by the NBA? Or you're not concerned about anything? About anything. About. Limited characters. Yes. It was either going to be beast. about or anything. <laughs> or you could just say not worried. <laughs> oh, Jerry. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. About um, is an actual word. That is true. Not in this context, not in however. This context. For me, uh, there's two different answers for me. Okay. I'm... It's it's not ideal. We talked about so much about, okay, if you want to be fresher and, and we're looking at Chris Paul, you want Chris Paul fresh in the playoffs, he can't be asked to come back in games where you're up by 24 points to, to close out things in the last four minutes. That's not ideal. It's a minor concern, but you have to consider the off-the-court stuff too. So I think, it, you know, for me, it's a tie between those two things right now. Okay. Yeah, to me, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay consistent and for now. Right, that I'm not worried about anything. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I, well, I mean, listen, I, I am worried about this DeAndre Ayton thing, but I don't know what is happening with it. So I'm gonna say for sure. now, nothing. Okay. I'm not worried. That's fair. Uh, right now, 45 percent of our voters are most concerned about the Suns' issues, uh, closing games, or their up and down play throughout games. 24 percent voted for the off court happenings. Right now, nineteen percent aren't worried about anything. Aren't worried about about anything. anything. About about anything. Twelve percent uh, are most concerned about Da's lingering injury. Uh, Daylight Films is most concerned about the length of the season, coming off a short off season. Sure. True. Uh, Frank Kaminsky fan says, "I think the up and down play will eventually resolve itself, but the off court issues have the potential to last all season long and become more and more." Divisive. That's a worst case scenario, but these things are almost always complicated and messy. That's true. Uh, David Norman says the Suns are stacking wins early in the season with virtually no offseason. This is what perennial playoff teams do. 
doesn't matter how it looks at this point. Look at the records of the other final four teams so far this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. They're all the short off seasons killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. True. And then Daryl Lee says, my concern is DA, but not the injury option. My concern is simply getting the old DA inconsistent, he says. Okay. All right. Uh, earlier in the show, Dan and Vince, you, you two are heaping praise on Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank, who has stepped up in a big way this season, particularly in the games where DA has been out. So with Kaminsky coming up big lately and Colt McCoy coming up big on Sunday against San Francisco, we are asking long term, who do you trust more to play well in big moments? Colt McCoy or Frank Kaminsky? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I, I think in the context of their professions, Colt McCoy is a better quarterback than Frank Kaminsky is a professional basketball player. So I'll vote small small advantage for Colt McCoy, even though I'm going off of one full game. Yeah. Because keep in mind, Colt McCoy quarterbacked the game from start to finish. Yes. Frank Kaminsky... Coming in right. minutes at a time. Little bursts. Fair way, a fair way to uh, assess it and recency bias. Uh, 51% yeah. Colt McCoy, 49% Frank Kaminsky. Okay. Well, it's not that close for our listeners. It is 72% saying Colt McCoy, 28% going for But what would happen if Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky had to play quarterback for the Cardinals and Colt McCoy had to play Whoa. center for the Suns? Then what would happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather fight 10 Frank Kaminsky-sized Colt McCoys? <laughs> I just don't want to fight the Jokic brothers. They have Jokic yes. brothers. No. They, they have responded oh to the Morai twins. And the more I watch this video, this is so dirty from Markeith Morris. I only watched him go into Jokic's ribs. He comes into his knees, too. With yes. his knees. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Mess. Okay, go ahead. Messy. Sorry, Sarah. No, you're good. Um, aw, shiznit. Going back to Colt McCoy and Frank Kaminsky, Aw Shiznit says, I wish not to find out who I have to trust more in these long-term situations. Mike Paris says, I'm going to tell my kids this was Frank Kaminsky, and then it's Hakeem Olajuwon doing the dream dream shake. That's funny. Oh, man. And then finally, uh, college basketball starting today. ASU at home tipping off at 5 o'clock against Portland. We will have that on ESPN 620 AM and 98.7 FM HD 2. We are asking ASU fans, what are you most excited for, generally speaking? The remainder of the football season or the start of basketball season? Another good question. Jared responded well. There's one more question, too, that's probably not as good, but yeah. It's not. It isn't. That's why we saved it for last. Um, I'm still going to give, and my answer would still be the, the rest of football season, just because of where we are in the calendar. Only three games left to play. Yeah. They can still accomplish some things. It, you know, Ultimately, I think this is going to be a disappointment for ASU football, yeah. but I'll, I'll go there. Yeah, remainder of football season is, uh, yeah. This is so much closer. I, I don't know. Yeah. Than I expected. Sorry, I thought that okay, was no, the end ahead. of your thought. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it pretty much was. Okay. It, it pretty much was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That was a period. Okay. Uh, 52% of our voters are more excited for the start of basketball season. Wow. Okay. 48% are excited, most excited for the rest of football season. You thought the basketball thing would be higher? Or you no, thought- no, no. I thought it would be, well... I didn't honestly know which one they should be more excited about, but I expected it would be football in the league. I, I, voting I, I, against yeah. something is a thing, though. 
That is true. The, yes, the really disgruntled true. ASU football fans are probably like, ah, screw this. Bring on basketball yeah, season. They're a little true. more gruntled, though, this week, wouldn't you say? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but a next level gruntled. Yeah. Okay. But now to get help, they have to rely on the U Arizona to beat Utah. Okay. Well, that, that ain't one happening. game winning streak. <laughs> That's right. Stay hot, Wildcats. Let's go. Yeah. Um, That's what they are. Finally. Undefeated finally. in November. It was, it was so hot. We were all melting there uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Gosh, that was brutal. Uh, finally, we're asking, how do you get your energy on an average day? We were talking about caffeine uh, intake at the very top of the show with the, the late sun's tip last night. So how do you get your caffeine on an average day? Whole lot of coffee, energy drinks, rest and exercise, or I naturally have energy. Yeah, I'm just one of those guys that's naturally peppy when I wake up in the morning. I just, you know, what is natural energy? Yeah, Some I, I people w- are like that. No, I am. I wake up hot and and my family can't stand it's, me in the it's morning. It's horrible. Yeah. It, my no, mom was like that. Right. And when she used to wake me up for like elementary school, good morning, yeah. Starship. Oh, right. that's yeah. better than the way my mom used to wake me up. Vincent, get up! <laughs> right? I have way too Love much energy for the rest of my family in the mornings. Way too much. Oh, that's tremendous. I have Coffee had... for me. And then I just wait for it to wear off so I can mope around the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coffee for me, too. 48% say coffee as well. Uh, 19% energy drinks. 18% rest and exercise. 15% liars naturally have energy. Jared, does any of those four apply to you? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Because the, the first three, I don't do any of those, and I, I, just, I don't have natural energy. I just am what I am. Would that be natural energy? Seabacher <laughs> uh, 44 quickly says, in my Bill Balachick voice and tone, I, I like coffee. I like coffee. I like coffee. Thank you, Sarah. You are welcome. Social studies. Uh, by the way, did you see Bill Belichick's outfit over the weekend? Holy okay, let me tell you. Something. Let me tell you something. Uh, when I saw Bill Belichick walking into the stadium this weekend, I thought the Patriots are now a dangerous team because he, he is not dressing like that. If he doesn't think, okay, I got something now. It was ridiculous what he was wearing. You might be onto something. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Coming up next, our weekly visit with Shane Doan. Donor is up next. Bickley Murata. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I don't like coffee. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Don't scores on the rebound! Shane Doan. Shane Doan got a piece of it. I think this goal is going to go to the captain. Captain Coyote. Shane Doan sends a one-hopper on that. He scores! The captain. Coyotes legend Shane Doan. Up early to talk Coyotes hockey with Bickley and Murata. Shot by Shane Doan. He scores! Brought to you by Bell Ford, where it's all about the experience. One small step off I-17 in Bell. One giant Ford store. Just over a minute remaining in regulation. Now the Coyotes trying to get the lead again. They score! Lawson Gross! Clayton Keller tracked down a loose puck. It looked like behind the net. Or possibly Larson again, but the puck went out to Kraus, and it was Kraus who scored earlier in this third period to tie the game. Now gives the Coyotes the lead again. It's 5-4. That's Bob Heathouse on the call uh, on these uh, airwaves on Saturday. The Coyotes get a win over the Seattle Kraken, and here to talk Break about this, uh, Chief Hockey Development Officer for the Arizona Coyotes, the one and only Shane Doan, checks in here on Bickley and Morata Mornings. Donor, winning streak, possible. How, how's it feel? 
It's very exciting. (laughs) 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 Look, look, let's just put it this way uh, as a starting point. It is unequivocal right now that the Arizona Coyotes absolutely own the Seattle Kraken. Never lost to them. Wow. (laughs) Never, ever lost to them. That's right. We haven't. Can we play them another time, or is that we all know is that it? So I, I guess I guess Donor, the big question I have is if one goalie is Veggie, is the other one known as Wedgie, and should Veggie and Wedgie have their own morning show in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that, but that's that's a pretty good morning show. I think I would think so, well. wouldn't it be Veggie and Wedgie? I had the same thought. Yeah, because <laughs> Scott Wedgwood yeah. came in in net for the Coyotes in their lone victory. Yes. Have, did you guys see the stat about Scott Wedgwood? No. Uh, the last time, so the last time that the Arizona Coyotes were o ten and one, they traded for Scott Wedgwood, <laughs> and they traded like uh, it, was a, it was a little trade. He came in, played, won the game, so ended the streak. That was like five years ago. This year, we picked him up on waivers like three days before the game. We started the game, he wasn't in, we put him in, and he won again. He hadn't been with us since that <laughs> win before, and that, it's just a crazy stat. That's that unbelievable. Is nuts. That's unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, so. Honestly speaking, though, we're, we're having a little fun with it. It's been a rough beginning, as we've talked about with you yes. in previous weeks, Donor, but what does this do for, for a young team that's maybe doubting itself a little bit, just to get that taste of a victory? And the way they did it, that fall, fall behind two goals in the first minute against Seattle the other night, that's got to put a little pep in the step moving forward, right? Without a doubt. I mean, after the game where I sit down in the dressing room or by the dressing room and the guys were talking and you could hear, like, the energy and the excitement was incredible. And one of the guys that had won the Stanley Cup a few years ago said, he'd, he's like, literally, this was the best feeling since I'd won the Stanley Cup to win wow. that game, which sounds funny, but the emotion that was in it, I mean, it's it's – this is the hardest on the players. What what they're going through, as hard as it is on everyone, the, the management, fans, everyone, nothing is harder than what it is on the players. Like they, they carry it harder and heavier than anybody. And for them to kind of, like you said, get that win and get a little bit of pep in their step is – I think it's huge, and well, I was pretty excited for them. Well, what was weird about it is, if I'm not mistaken, the first three shots on net were all goals in that game. Yeah, How does yeah, it, isn't that weird when that happens when it, it when it's like games begin and goalies can't find the puck? Well, and I think the last two shots went in. So the first three <laughs> went in, and then the last two went in. <laughs> wow, it's crazy! Yeah, it is it was crazy. It was a fun night. Yeah, it was right. a fun night. That uh, um, it was a really good. It was a great crowd. The building was full, and it was. Uh, it, I, there's a lot of Seattle fans that wanted to watch their team for the first time. They were excited, and then the energy started to build. And when they tied it up, so they tied it up with 40 seconds left, which was heartbreaking to, you know, mm-hmm. we were up by one. They tied up with 40 seconds left. The whole crowd is – the Seattle fans are excited. Our crowds couldn't believe it. And then for us to win it, it was, it was special. It was a fun night. Shane Doan, our guest, uh, as he is on Tuesday mornings, Chief Hockey Development Officer for the Arizona Coyotes, checks in on the 72-sold sports line. Bick and I talk about fans a lot on this show, fan behavior, fan support, especially, and you went through it for so long here in, in Phoenix as a guy who, who represented this city. You get a lot of opposing fans at games. Was there an opposing fan base that got under your skin during your career more than any other, Shane? Detroit. 
Yeah, you didn't have Detroit. to think about that very much. No, that was very, very declarative and definitive. <laughs> Maybe it's because I kept winning all the time, and it just was so freaking frustrating. Yeah, they were. It was so frustrating, and and hey, they they had a great team, and we played them. I think I played them four times in the playoffs. So um, I didn't beat them one time. We went to seven games. I think once or twice and uh yeah they and there would be just as many of them as there was of us and i always used to joke and tease with them because there i have a bunch of friends that are detroit fans i was like hey if i could get out of detroit and come spend some time anywhere i'd come here too so um they just wanted to leave detroit and so coming here was a good idea i guess yeah and detroit fans are also uh they're at the root of fans throwing things like seafood and mollusks <laughs> on the ice you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i know now it's spreading it's spreading now to it, like right do you see nashville throwing on catfish catfish and, yeah. florida florida throws rats on the ice that's it's disgusting crazy. all right here's my last question i wanted to, I, I made a note of this because alex alex ovechkin in year 17 has got 11 goals he's got 60 shots on goal he's still playing at a crazy high level do we do we as hockey fans or do hockey fans in general not talk about alex ovechkin in the same way that that maybe he should be spoke about in terms of you know gretzky and mario lemieux that kind of stuff well there's a huge argument going on whether or not he's going to get Wayne Gretzky's record, and I'm probably on the side that I think he's, it's going to be tough. That being said, he is the greatest goal scorer in our sport, not even close. When Gretzky was scoring his goals, you know, there's 75, 80 goals scored a couple times by a few other guys. Mm-hmm. Cur- Yari Curry got 71, Brett Hall got 86, Mario had 70, and Wayne obviously had 92. But now, like, to get 50 goals is, like, unbelievably hard. And he just keeps doing it. It's absolutely amazing yeah. when goal scoring is so far down and he's still going to challenge for the, for the goal scoring record. He's the greatest goal scorer to ever play our game. And I, I don't care what anyone else says. I think that's – he's – it's – it's a mute point. He is that now, and it's it's so impressive. Then, then you factor in the alcohol consumption with the longevity, and the man is a marvel. He's a miracle. Those Russians, man. Oh, he, he's been training for that. I think they trained for that. So. You're right. He has. Maybe you can confirm or deny this, donor. Is uh, Alex Ovechkin still on his celebration from winning the cup all those years ago? I don't think the celebrations ever stop with him. Yeah, yeah. He enjoys he enjoys his life, and that is. It is it's cool. He is a fun guy to be around, yeah, and he's just looks a, like he's just a guy that, and he's a good guy. Like he really is a good guy. Um, it's, a, it's he's a great representative of our sport. All the the you want your you want your guys to be have character and and, and pizzazz, I guess, yeah, and he has that in spades. It's so cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. Well, Donor, here's, here's hoping job, the donor. winning streak is still intact a week from today when we talk to you uh, uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, well, hopefully we have more wins than Jared's U of A team does next, next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the race is on, Donor. Yeah. We'll find um, out. Thanks, Shane. Have a good week. Thanks, we'll, Donor. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Uh, the one and only Shane Doan, Coyotes Chief Hockey Development Officer. He checks in with us on uh, Tuesday mornings during the hockey season. Coming up next... There's no other way to say it. A major sports outlet is just flat out dissing and trolling the Arizona Cardinals and their fan base. And no, it's not a certain morning show on ESPN Radio. We'll tell you who it is next.
Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata mornings here on 98.7 FM. Sarah Cazell here with Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, and Jarrett Carlin. And we are taking you to the Arizona Sports Poll Question on our website, ArizonaSports.com. Guys, who is the biggest threat to the Arizona Cardinals when it comes to the NFC? The Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Rams, or other? I didn't expect a a tough brain uh, teaser here, but I got one. Yeah, I was going to vote the Rams prior to this past weekend. Now I think I might vote Bucks. Well, I'm not sure about that. It's a tough Bucks, question. Bucks, Packers, Rams. I go back to what Steve Weiss told us. Like, yeah, the Rams looked like garbage on Sunday night, but a lot of it had to do with the results of two ill-fated plays. And I do agree with him. Matthew Stafford has been really good outside of those two yeah. plays that cost them that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect that to continue. I also don't expect the, uh, the Tennessee Titans to continue to have that kind of success. Uh, you, you can't force those turnovers all the time, and I want to see what, what it's like when they're playing on equal turnover ground with another team without Derrick Henry. That's we, not related to this yeah, question. We, right. I would go Bucks. I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to change mine. I'm going to go Rams because Von Miller has not debuted yet, and Odell Beckham Jr. might be going out there. So, mm. yeah, either one works. Okay, I'll place my vote for Rams just to see how it goes. Ooh, the Buccaneers, 44% mm, yeah. of the vote. Know what I just thought of? You, I mean, we both had the, uh, and you verbalized it to Shane Doan, you had the Reggie and Veggie thing. Yeah. Uh, I just realized that two of the four champions of the North American Major Sports Leagues are Bucks, basically. The Bucks yeah. and the Buccaneers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not now, if the bucks. Pirates can win it and Ohio State wins the playoff. We're on that. Yes, we're on a stretch where every champion, in, until Atlanta won, yeah. the Braves, but there was a two-year stretch where every champion was either from L.A., Tampa, or named the Bucks. Yikes. <laughs> 44% for the Bucks. 39% say the Rams are the biggest threat to the Cardinals in the NFC. 14% say the Packers. 2% for other. 2% for the Cowboys. All right. 2%. The milk vote for the Cowboys. Way to go. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Sarah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's today's uh, Sanderson Ford Arizona Sports poll question. You can vote on it right now on the front page of ArizonaSports.com. This is a fitting song. Minority by uh, Green Day. SI.com is in the minority. They've released their uh, mid-season NFL power rankings. We talked about Gary Grambling putting out his uh, his rankings a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and mostly I think who cares what people think. Uh, he had the Cardinals seventh, whatever. It, it it got a lot of attention, but they have a whole staff, a whole panel in this piece, Bick, that was published today. Albert Breer, Mitch Goldich, Gary Grambling, Connor Orr, Michael Rosenberg, Jenny Verentis. six different voters. Mm-hmm. All put together their mid-season NFL power rankings. And that panel has three teams ahead of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, two people, <laughs> only two of the six voted the Cardinals in first place. One person voted the Cardinals in sixth. That was Gary Grambling, obviously. 
Uh, they write, the NFL's most surprising and dominant team through the first half of the season just proved it could beat a quality opponent without its two most important players, including a starting quarterback on MVP pace. Cliff Kingsbury's squad went from situationally dangerous to a legitimate Super Bowl contender in year three of the experiment. Can they keep the pace down the stretch? They have the Rams ahead of them who have more losses and, and a, decisive, by them. a decisive defeat at the hands of the team that they're above. They've got the Packers at number two. And they've got the Buccaneers at number one. Mm. Those teams I, I, also both have two losses. They do. I, I could understand. I, you could make an argument for the Packers because the Packers beat the Cardinals head-to-head mm-hmm. and then lost without Aaron Rodgers. So you you could make that case. Like, okay, you know what? I don't agree with you, but I get it. You can make a case for the Bucks, But a team with a worse record that, to use your word, got pummeled by the Cardinals? Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's What's ridiculous. the case for the Bucks? I, I don't know what the case for the Bucks would be. I mean, it's it's it, the Bucks have two losses and lost to the Rams, who the Cardinals beat. Well, I and I think a lot of it is projection with the Buccaneers as well, like where they're going to yeah. be at the end of the year. Yeah. They picked up steam as the year went on last year. I I think that's factored into this particular thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when there's not the benefit of a head-to-head game, you can make a case for those teams when they haven't played each other. Yeah. Uh, and they won't play each other until the NFC Championship game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Wanted to see if you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I look, uh, listen. I, sign me up for Cliff Kingsbury versus Bruce Arians. That would be incredible stuff. What do you think Steve Wilkes would think about that? <laughs> That's a good question. I was watching a little bit of Missouri uh, play the other day, and mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes got a lot of camera time. Did he? Yeah. Okay. He was up uh, the defensive coordinator, yep. the Missouri Tigers, up in the booth. And they started off strong against Oklahoma, and then they just got worked. Um, the rest of the uh, top ten in this SI poll, uh, Tennessee 5, Baltimore 6, Buffalo 7, Cleveland 8, Dallas 9, Kansas City 10. We've talked about the NFC being top-heavy. And I still believe that's the case. Mm-hmm. Not the case in the AFC. But 11 of the 16 teams in the AFC are above 500 right now. That's crazy. It, it really is. It's the, it's muddled like you would not believe it's muddled. There's just very little definition to what's going on in the AFC. And everybody is waiting for Kansas City to take flight. And look, that was one of the big stories coming out of Sunday's game. Wasn't uh, the Packers playing without... Aaron Rodgers, it was the fact that the Packers had a chance to win that game. They did. That that Patrick Mahomes had to make a crazy good completion to Tyreek Hill to secure that thing. And again, going back to our conversation with Steve Weish, and I asked him, do you think the Packers can come back from the, the Aaron Rodgers story? Yeah. And he said unequivocally yes, because their defense is playing well. But in, in terms of how that applies to Kansas City, you're right. Everybody's waiting for Kansas City to turn it on. They haven't turned it on. There was a time in the not-so-distant past that it didn't matter what defense was going against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They were going to have their way with it, and it just doesn't look like they're capable of doing that no. anymore. No, and that's what's surprising me. And I know the Packers play good defense, but the Kansas City Chiefs are not supposed to struggle to score 20 points. And that's... It's really, really odd. They just... They might have to kind of... They might have to do a rush-hour reboot. That just took me back to 7.30, which gave me a yeah. little bit of panic. Because <laughs> it's 9.40 no, now. Right. You, can't yes. do, you can't do that to me, right. Vic. Uh, want to remind you, you can always text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 6.20, 6.20.
right now. Coming up next, an honor for a Cardinals running back, and maybe not the one you think. We'll get into that and more as we close out the uh, Tuesday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Song of the Day. Brought to you by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the new Sonic Garlic Butter Bacon Burger for a limited time, only at Sonic. Than I ever have before. Ben Folds 5, not a mustache. That's right. You got it. I've heard this song. <laughs> so I, I, I'll be honest, I wanted to play P.D. Pablo's Freak a Leak. Yes. And even the clean, the cleanest version I could find was unsuitable for this time of day. <laughs> wow. I told you, good luck. <laughs> Great song, though. This yeah. is a more mellow song. Than I think this was uh, this was a rare today. If you missed it, uh, we invite you to go back and listen to Mustache, not a mustache, in podcast form on the app Absolutely. or on ArizonaSports.com. You can subscribe. But I think it was the first time we've both been stumped on a musical, completely stumped on a musical question. No, it's not the first time. On the same game? Yeah, Normally one, so. of the, one of us will have, and it's usually me on Classic Rock. Yeah, that was a very hard question to hit Vinny with out of the box. Those were but hard ones. Okay. Those were hard ones. When we do these themed editions, I'm sometimes surprised that there's not more famous bands and groups and singers from a certain area. In yeah. North Carolina, it's a lot of hip-hop, which I knew is not particularly in your wheelhouse. And for bands and singers, not not the biggest of names. But no, not, good good Charlotte didn't show up. I know. My smart. was yeah, wrong. I I that would have been good. Not nearly enough songs about Panthers, so we will we will dig deeper. We do. No, have I was waiting for a Pink Panther clue. No soundbite from Larry Peter Fitzgerald. Also, Pittsburgh yeah, right? Panther. Right. Yes. I've done. I've played a Pink. A Nothing pink. from John Van Beesbrook, former Panthers goal. <laughs> yes, the Beezer. Wow. <laughs> There you go. Ben Folds 5 supplying us with today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. We start off the grid today with a daily dose of Vinnie Joe trivia. I don't know. I was thinking a lot about free throws, and maybe it's because in uh, recent games for the Suns, We've seen two of the best free throw shooters in the NBA clank some big ones. Oh, yeah. Chris Paul missed four in a row in a game. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker missed, missed two, two big night. ones last night mm-hmm. that kind of kept the door open longer than it needed to be open for Sacramento. So I started thinking, in Phoenix Suns history, based on a career total of 500 or more free throw attempts, can you name the top five free throw shooters of all time? Now, Chris Paul doesn't have the 500 to qualify yet, so he's out. Steve Nash? Steve Nash is number one. 90.7% in a Suns uniform. I think four of these you should get. Number two is pretty tough. Oh, really? Yeah. Carl Malone? Just in Suns history. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are they all guards? Um... Four guards and a forward. Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson just outside. Number just outside. seven, 84%. Okay. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Steph, no. Steph Marbury. <laughs> no. No. Steph Marbury was near long enough. He did have enough. Amari uh, Stoudemire. Free... No. Uh, I'll give you some hints. 
One guy's been mentioned in this segment already. Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> ben Folds. Ben Folds. Yeah. Ben Folds was a good clutch free throw shooter. Yeah. But, uh, Devin Booker's number four. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> one of the guys on the list is a former Suns head coach. Frank Johnson. No. Paul Westfall. No. Paul Westfall was ninth. Lindsey Hunter. Jared. Jeff Hornacek. And, oh, uh, Ky- okay. Kyle oh, Macy was number two. Okay. That would be, yeah, I would have never gotten Kyle. You know, I, didn't, I didn't get any but other than Steve Nash. Based on 500 free throws, do you know who the worst free throw shooter in Suns history is? Did he get to 500? He did. Shaq? Shaq. <gasps> really? Wow. Oh. 63 players have 500 or more free throw attempts in the history of the Phoenix Suns. Shaq's the only one that's sub 60%. <laughs> 57.6. All right. Sorry. That's not my greatest Vinnie Joe trivia that's question. Good. <laughs> sorry. Um, every week we, uh, we we see angry runs on uh, NFL Network and Good Morning Football, and we never have the sound on. Uh-huh. And it's too bad we didn't have the sound on today because one of uh, the Cardinals' own got a lot of love. I like this segment because it's not always about the biggest stars. Okay. Sometimes you find some gems, Adams. Let's go to the Cardinals. James Conner won at week one. It's going to be James Conner again, right? Uh-oh! Eno Benjamin! Say it again with me. Eno Benjamin. Eno. E-N-O. It's not short for anything. He has no middle name. That is why we do it. Oh, that gets me out of bed in the morning. And guys, boom! Straker Patrick. Yeah. You can't make it up. You cannot imagine. He... Look... He is our Wiley Coyote. He is a jobber. He is our Brooklyn Brawler. We love that he keeps getting back up. But my God, if we were a different show in a different segment, we could make a whole ass mixtape of him. But we won't. <laughs> so he was one of the nominees. And they hand out the scepter that yeah. got broken a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. She's going to the desert. Go Guys, we got two running backs with the Cardinals who have a scepter. We got Connor and we got Learn His Name. Eno Benjamin oh, one more God. time. Shady, I love it. Adams, Peter, excellent job. If you want this thing, if you want, you know where to get it. Now come and take it. Angry runs, boom. See you next week. I love Pretty that. Pretty good. I love that show. Eno Two guys Benjamin. in nine weeks with the scepter, Bick. Physical football in the desert. Yeah. The increased physicality. Right. right. Uh, my son texted me, said, I've watched the Eno Benjamin play 50 times and I don't get sick of it. How could you? It was awesome. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Fun show today. Yeah. Thanks to uh, Steve Weiss for joining us. Thanks to Shane Don't. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. We'll be back tomorrow morning right at 6 a.m. Wolf and Luke up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great day, everybody.